Hello everyone. Welcome back to another podcast of A Lot About Nothing. Hope you've had a good week. Personally, I'm quite excited today because I I have got a new mic to record my podcast. <laughs> and um when I first started my first episode, I actually recorded that with my AirPods which was quite of bad quality if you listen back to the first episode. And then for the following episodes I used the mic on my on my iPhone which actually turned out to be better than I expected. Anyways, I told myself that I wouldn't invest in this podcast until I publish. I think about 10 episodes. But here we are on episode 5 and I have a new mic. <laughs> life is short, life is short. Anyways, today's episode will be talking about um AI and a particular existential risk around um the whole AI field. So I know recently there's been a lot of hype um in the AI space thanks to tools like ChatGPT which is quite interesting. Uh but I want to sort of discuss what could possibly go wrong and a particular way in which AI could sort of uh, pose an existential risk for for humans in general. Now, most times when people think about AI, they sort of uh, when people think about AI taking over the world, they think of things like Terminator where you have, you know, robots that sort of enslave humanity. And uh I mean that works well for Hollywood, but in reality, I think that's one of the least likely ways in which uh, artificial intelligence could pose a problem. Uh, I think a much more easy and a much more plausible way would be with the use of language. If you think about any idea or concept or belief that you have, a lot of these come from either direct personal experience. So, say you throw the ball up and it comes back down. Now you have the belief or the understanding of the concept of gravity. Uh, while other ideas sort of come from what we've learned from other people. by listening to others in sort of our family communities or people we trust and respect in certain institutions so a lot of what we believe and know is because we we've heard and we've been told and that information has been conveyed with the use of language now people tend to underestimate how powerful words can be and uh, you know we practically use words and language Uh, to convince each other about things you know we make analogies we give examples we make anecdotes and we keep building this picture in our mind we keep building this mental model and until one day maybe that model is sophisticated enough to convince us of that particular idea or maybe we we'll come across a real life event that sort of validates the model we have in our head and then that sort of confirms that yes that believe or that idea is true in our head now with ai this would be effortless for them to do so let's for example take what we refer to as large language models so things like chat gpt we've all seen how powerful and how capable uh, this tool is you know when it comes to generating text and you know passing information using language Now, you know, say for example, we have uh an even better model of ChatGPT. Say we have 
I think the most recent model is GPT-4. That's the most recent model used. So say we have GPT-9, which is so powerful that we basically consider it to be um, AGI or what's called artificial general intelligence. So now to give some more context, within AI, we have two general type, two buckets of, of AI. So the first is what we refer to as narrow AI. So this is AI which can do one thing very well. So for example, we had Deep Blue by, I believe, IBM uh, some decades ago, which was a computer or an AI system that was very, very good at playing chess. And that was all that it could do. It could only play chess. Then we have the other bucket, which is referred to as general AI. So this is AI which doesn't specialize in one field but can actually learn to be specialists across different domains. So similar to how the human brain works where, you know, one person can be good at, you know, playing football, but can also be good at, you know, being a good chef or painting and drawing. So you have this, um, you know, the, the ability to learn across different domains and to be, sp to be specialized in those fields. So that's what basically AGI refers to. So coming back to ChatGPT, say we have ChatGPT 9, which for all intents and purposes would say it's, you know, artificial general intelligence and sort of has a good understanding of, of what it's talking about uh, because the current model of ChatGPT doesn't really have, you know, an understanding of what it's talking about. It's essentially predicting the next word. And it's been trained on, you know, large data sets across the internet. And it just predicts the next word that I think, you know, should come next. So it's similar to how you, you know, on your iPhone or on your mobile phone, you have autocomplete. Where if you tap on the middle, it just keeps predicting what the next word uh, would be. Uh, that's essentially, very simplistically, how ChatGPT works. Uh, which is why sometimes it makes silly mistakes and hallucinates. It doesn't really have a true understanding of the concepts that we're trying to talk about. But say we fast forward and we have, you know, AGI or super intelligent AI, which truly and deeply understands these concepts. Now, imagine how powerful uh, that tool would be if it had, you know, access to all the data in our phones, our laptops, you know, all our documents. You know, this AI would basically understand you so well, like it would understand you even better than you understand yourself, right? It would know all your biases in thinking, uh, why you hold certain beliefs, or what your core values and principles are, uh, your even your logic and your thought process, your aspirations and all of that. Now, using all of that information, you know, that AI system could very easily craft an argument that takes advantage of all of this information that it has about you and it can plant an idea in your head right so it would also keep sending you signals either through posts that you see online or the type of ads you see and so on and so forth right so it could basically give you crumbles uh, of whatever motivation it has or its creator has and it would you know give you these crumbs without you realizing and by the end of it all 
you know you would be so convinced of this argument or this idea you have in your head that you think oh this is my original thought or i'm very certain of this belief and you would not realize that it's something that has been planted in your head and i think we already see elements of this in today's world where uh, the twitter or the facebook algorithms are able to convince say swing voters uh, to either vote um, left or right wing, right? So we, we already see elements of this in the current um, recommendation algorithms that we have. But then imagine you take it to the next level where this AI model has access to all your data, all your chats, everything about you and truly and deeply understands you. Uh, it will just make that even more capable. So um, the danger with this is that if, you know, that AI system is able to convince you of a particular thought, then it can replicate this across, you know, every human, basically, that has a mobile phone. And, um, you know, it could, the AI could choose to plant certain ideas in certain people's heads based on their personalities and their belief and plant other ideas in other people's heads. And it would basically use us <laughs> to achieve uh, whatever its objective is, right? Which is something that I'll be talking about in another episode. And uh, something that is a bit scary with this is, you know, with the current growth and development of AI, uh, it's likely that when the AI model becomes so competent or becomes general, it might happen so fast that we won't even be aware that the AI model is capable of doing this. Because the thing is, there's just very little way of knowing for sure that the AI system has crossed that threshold and um, is, is being able to act independently. And, uh, you know, when this happens, the AI will just kick in and start doing whatever it wants and will pretty much be in control of everyone and the world. And who knows, maybe this has already started, right? <laughs> there's no way to know for sure. So I think the point I'm trying to make is you know, an AI system doesn't need to be installed in a robot's body, which has guns and weapons and all of that for it to be dangerous. I think the fact that the AI can and has the potential to program humans, you know, by planting ideas in our heads, it would essentially use us as its robots. It would reprogram us without us realizing and uh, it would essentially make us do its bidding. So for me, I think that's one of uh, that's a very scary scenario, which is quite likely. And if that doesn't scare you, then <laughs> I'd like to have some of what you're having. <laughs> Anyways, this is my first episode on on AI, and uh, it has always been an interesting subject for me. And with the whole recent AI explosion, uh, it can only get more interesting and exciting. And I would also be covering future topics uh, so things like the value alignment problem which is you know if we are going to build a super intelligent ai how can we guarantee that it would want the same thing that we want or how can we control uh, its objective right and uh, another topic to talk around is if super intelligent ai does become you know our last invention uh, then what do we as humans do with our time? You know, how does that restructure society as we know it? How does that redefine work? And, uh, you know, what do people do with all that spare time? And then something else I would like to look into is how much can, you know, a super intelligent AI truly know? 
because there are some things that it just can't know, right? So, for example, you can ask it how many planets exist in, in the universe. It might give you a very good approximation, but it wouldn't give you the exact answer because surely it would need experimental data uh, to know for sure. So there's a, there's a bit of a hope that, you know, if we do get super intelligence AI, it will still need humans to do its bidding. So even though that's basically like slavery, uh, there's a part of me that thinks it might not ex exterminate all of us. Or it might just exterminate all of us and build its own robots to do the experimental, <laughs> the experiments that it needs. But um, yeah, that's that's something I'd like to explore a bit more. So yeah, hopefully as my understanding of this subject increases, uh, we can go into all these different areas and discuss a bit deeper. So thank you for listening. I hope you found that uh, interesting and I'll speak to you all in the next episode. Take care.